Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that with grant napier hope that you are doing well a couple of programming notes uh tomorrow wednesday three o'clock pacific make sure you join me on my youtube live channel jerry reynolds will be with me and we'll talk a lot of kings and the nba that's wednesday three o'clock pacific live on my youtube live channel Today's episode is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. And if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They'll be there with their 24-7 service. Leak detection, water line repair. Hey, whether it's plumbing repair or bathroom plumbing, I mean, just remember this. New Works is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. Once again, that's newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. I did a rant on the Sacramento Kings and their defensive woes early in the season. And I'm just amazed at the response that I have received. I'm also amazed at the challenges of rooting for a bad team. Now, I've got experience rooting for a bad team. As a child growing up, the Yankees were terrible. The Giants were terrible. The team that I hated, the Jets, were really good. And the Knicks, I was a diehard Knicks fan. And, of course, they won a championship when I was 10 years old, so I got spoiled. But growing up as a Yankees fan, when I was a kid, they were awful. And the New York Giants were absolutely pathetic. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I was at every single game on Sundays at Yankee Stadium. And really, when you went to a game, you just wanted to know how many points were they going to lose by. So I get it. I I know what it's like to root for a losing team. But with Sacramento, three games are in the books. They are 0-3. And already the doom and gloom is out in full force. Let me read you a couple of the comments that I received after I did my rant on YouTube. I'm so fed up with this franchise that it actually makes me smile sometimes when they fail. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but enough is enough. 
Garrison writes, once again, Grant, you are spot on. How can they allow an average of 91 points in the preseason? Then when the whistle blows on the regular season, their defense goes out the window and they give up over 115 a game. I should have known better than to get my hopes up for a winning season. First of all, preseason is meaningless. I don't know why anybody would base anything on preseason. Spot on, Grant. No accountability on players. No defense. Players not ready to play. Looks like we have to wait for another decade for playoffs. Agreed, Grant. I understand the Kings allowed 89 points in the first half. And while some of that was due to bad defense, the Warriors also shot really good. What bothers me the most about last night's game was how the Kings came out sluggish in the third quarter. Golden State clearly cooled off offensively, and the Kings couldn't do what it took and hit the shots necessary in order to reduce the lead. As a matter of fact, they ended up trailing by an extra point than they did going into that quarter. They instead, in typical Kings fashion, tried to do it all in the fourth. They came up short like always. So far, they have had three opportunities to win three different games and didn't manage to win any. Not a good start have to do a lot better. I disagree with your assessment that they had an opportunity to win the game against Golden State on Sunday night. They did not have an opportunity to win that game. They were down big. They let up 89 in the first half. That game was over. Here's another response. Haven't watched the games, but looking at the stat sheet, and I'm wondering why Sabonis takes 16 to 18 shots a game. But it won't matter if they don't play defense like you said. We were told new Coach Brown was going to turn it around defensively. I think they said that about Walton too, didn't they? Yes, they did. They also said that about Jaeger, and they said that about Eric Musselman, and they said that about, I mean, you want me to stop there? Keith Smart, and I can go on and on. Here's another response. Things seem to be much worse than they seem. Monty McNair needs to be held responsible if the losing continues. This is McNair's coach and team, and both are off to a horrible start. Monty better fix things real quick. I will just caution you when you say it's Monty this and Monty that. Vivek Ranadive is the owner of the Kings. He is always meddling and always interfering, so I'm not so sure about that. Here's another response. Yeah, it's October, but you need to establish a winning October to build and maintain a winning rhythm to reach April. Sacramento Kings. This team will be like the 2002 Magic. Not sure about that. Here's another one. Just frustrating to see what happened with the Kings. 0-3 is not excused. Well, it looks like the Kings are trying to be the Warriors. Junior, Matthew writes, at least they are keeping the score close. No defense. But if we look at many of the games, it looks like the league is heading to a very similar look of games looking like an all-star exhibition contest. Still looking at seeing the Kings at 0-5. Hey, but they may keep the score relatively close. Who cares if they keep the score relatively close? The object is to win. Doesn't matter if you keep the game close and lose. Another response. While I don't watch or follow the Kings much, are they just not acquiring defensive-minded players? Or is it most players just don't want to play defense? Seems like the latter to me because no matter who the Kings GM or head coach is, the results are the same year in and year out, SMH. Great, great text. I think it is a combination of both, but I think first and foremost, the Kings just don't have many good defensive players. All right, new rights. Harrison Barnes must go. He's making all that money averaging triple single digits. He's been off the radar all these years because Sack was desperate. Plus, Mitchell and T. Davis don't even look like basketball players. 
Lydia writes, Barnes and Holmes should have been gone this season. Fox needs to set the offense up and communicate. He has to start making free throws or he will not be able to get wins when we need him. Also, too many others not pulling their weight. What if Mark Jackson would have coached this team? Would we have won at least one or two of those games? So Lydia already appears to be down on Mike Brown. I don't have a crystal ball, Lydia. I can't answer what would have happened if Mark Jackson were the coach. Isaac writes, yeah, Grant, I just think that we've seen De'Aaron Fox long enough to know that he's not the answer. I think we have to burn it down and start over. I don't think they will, but I think they should. Isaac, they've been trying to burn it down and start over for 16 freaking years. Come on now. All right. AP writes, Kings can still win with this squad if we can score 90 points a half. LOL. Another one, Fox is still inconsistent and sometimes doesn't look to the challenge on defense. He should be shooting 90% free throws. No, he shouldn't. He should be shooting 80%, but not 90%. You got to be realistic. The uh, response goes like this. It continues. Barnes looks disinterested and disappears too often. I could go on and on. Also, can I say, Katie Christensen is not entertaining a play-by-play. I thought she was fine as a sideline reporter. She's not play-by-play. She's the analyst. I'm nitpicking a little bit, but uh, I understand what you're saying. Thank you very much for the response. All right, here's another one. Another season of basketball purgatory. Too good for a lottery pick. Too bad for the playoffs. Well, I don't know how you could say that. They got a good lottery pick last year. His name is Keegan Murray. Tim writes, at some point, Fox needs to develop into a leader for the team. The stats are always going to be there with him, but I have serious reservations on whether he can be the leader that the team needs. He always appears to be way too nonchalant on the court, especially in crunch time moments. His shot selection at times is atrocious. It doesn't speak well for the Kings that their most engaged player on the court is a rookie. You can tell losing bothers Keegan. I am not sure that can be said for the rest of the team. That is a problem. No, Grant is not spot on. This is a brand new group. Basketball is the one game that needs time for a system to work. Look at Atlanta and Boston. Both had very poor starts with a new coach system. But they had good players. Also, everything the Warriors threw up was going in, coming off their loss at home. I would be surprised if they don't beat Memphis. I also think Keegan is going to get the start. Hey, Rick, the Utah Jazz, do they have a new coach? Do they have all new pieces? Just curious. Just wondering, is that not a brand new group? How would you explain them playing so well, Rick? Just curious. Then another one. Vaz writes, chemistry seems a bit off especially on the D, Murray, Fox, Kevin, and Sabonis are the brightest so far. I don't know about Sabonis. Wouldn't add that. Nate writes, Kings should just start tanking right now three games in, LOL. I mean, come on, forget it. We know where this is going. Then I get this a lot. Perspective people, writes Brian, New Orleans started 1-13 last year, and the Celtics were bad the first half of last season too. Tesfa writes, poor defense and the fouls the Kings made. Geez, not good against a great free throw team. The hard part, it's not like a brand new team of players. I think Portland and Utah have the new set of players with their star players gone and Dame trying to hold it down for the Blazers. So not sure what is up with the Kings except for bonehead basketball IQ mistakes. Here's another one. This fan has no desire to see a Kings home game. Here's another one. How? 
Lottery picks year after year after year and nothing to build on or show for it. Totally pathetic. Something seriously needs to change, including ownership. Robert writes, Max out Fox, bad move for sure. Not all that. Huh. Just win writes, the true voice of the Kings. Kings fans have started whining already. I have many, many more, but I'm not going to read them all. I wanted to give you a sample of what it's like to be a Sacramento Kings fan. And if you're a Kings fan, you don't need me to tell you. But isn't it amazing that with 79 games left, there are so many fans that have already started to wave the white flag. Why can't the Kings go win three in a row? Why can't they win five in a row? Why couldn't they get back into being 500? Now, I don't want to contradict myself. I don't want to speak out of both sides of my mouth. I have made it very clear in the last 24 to 48 hours that some of the teams that we thought the Kings would clearly be better than, such as Portland, they're 4-0, such as Utah, they're 3-1, such as San Antonio, they're 3-1. And again, I understand that it's the first week of the season. But the Kings do need to be careful here because if they fall behind by five and or six, seven games, I don't think they're good enough to catch up, particularly in the Western Conference. So the game plan this week should be pretty clear. Not split, but to win both games before you head out onto the road. Memphis is very good. They're three and one. They just blew out Brooklyn on Monday night. But hey, they're beatable. They're without Jaron Jackson Jr. for a couple of months, but they do have John Morant, and John Morant is the real freaking deal. But I'm a little surprised that three games in, so many fans are waving the white flag and say, same Kings, here we go again. Here's the thing that bothers me more than anything. Words. Words are shallow to me. Actions speak louder than words. Don't tell me that you're working on defense and that defense is the priority and then allow the Portland Trailblazers to score 30 or more in three of the first four quarters or at three of the four quarters, I should say, because that is just terrible, okay? And don't tell me that, you know, defense is going to be so much better this year and the Clippers come in without Kawhi Leonard and without John Wall and they score 111. And don't tell me that your defense is what you're working on and that it's defense first and if you don't play defense, you're coming out of the game. Well, if that were the case, against the Warriors in the first half, it would have been five on zero because none of the players would have been out on the floor because nobody was playing defense. So again, I'm tired of the talk. That's what bothers me more than anything. The fans of Sacramento deserve so much better. 16 years of losing basketball, 16 years of non-playoffs, And yet all I hear is Mike Brown's a great defensive coach and we're working on our defense and the defense is so much better. And you got the announcers talking about, gee, they really look good in practice. And as I've said, who the hell cares how they look in practice? You really think that anything that happens in practice matters when it comes time to throw the ball up for real? It's meaningless. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Stop it with practice, all right? Practice is about working on your fundamentals. That's really what practice is about. You're going against the same guys every single day for months and months and months. You know their tendencies. You know how they play. Practice, that's what we're talking about now. Gee, the team looks good in practice. You know, it's funny. When I look at the standings in the paper, I don't see a column for how they do in practice. 
I might have to look a little more closely. Maybe it's in the fine print. Maybe it's on a different page. I don't see how a team does in practice. Practice to me doesn't mean a damn thing. Stop talking about practice. All right, here's what I do know, okay? The Kings are already in a position that they didn't want to be in, and that's, you know, four games back of the Blazers, three games, or I shouldn't say three games, well, three wins back of San Antonio and Utah, all teams that Kings fans thought they would be better than this year. So I understand there are 79 games left, but I also understand this thing can spiral out of control in a hurry if this team doesn't get there, you know what, together. And it's time. And it doesn't need to start any sooner than Friday. My point is, don't wait till Miami. Don't wait till the road trip when you're playing Charlotte and Orlando. Start it this week against the Memphis Grizzlies. And if you're one of those fans that are waving a white flag, I have a feeling if the Kings beat Memphis, and I'm not predicting that they will, that you will have a completely different attitude following that game and the next day. So there are a lot of games left, and I guess you can look at that two ways. That's either really good or really bad. Time will tell. But talk is cheap, and I'm tired of hearing the talk that comes out of the Sacramento locker room and how De'Aaron Fox after the Warriors game in his post-game press conference was talking about how the team is playing as opposed to winning and losing. Uh-uh. No, De'Aaron that's why they had the standings. They had the standings for a reason. Nothing else matters. The only thing that matters are the standings. And right now, the Kings are one of four teams out of 30 that don't have a win in the NBA. And I don't give a damn how close the games have been. I don't care about anything else. All I know is what the standings say. And the standings say right now, the Kings are one of the worst four teams in the NBA. That can change in a hurry, but what we know is what we know. Stop the talk. Action speak louder than words. Start playing. And for the players that have been struggling, get your act together. Plain and simple. The Harrison Barnes, Sabonis really was bad against Portland and the Clippers. All right, you look at Davion Mitchell offensively, looks lost, and there are many others in that category. All right, play to your capabilities. Stop with the nonsense. Get your you-know-what together and get some Ws. And if not, then you can wave the white flags and it will seriously have some meaning to it. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. Ben wants to know, is this one of the weirdest NFL seasons you've seen? Yes, it is. I mean, if you told me that both the Giants and the Jets would be doing what they're doing, and Seattle would be in first place currently in the NFC West, that we can start there, and you would see Green Bay and Tampa being so bad. Yeah, it is kind of a weird NFL season, Ben. Uh, But we're not really at the halfway point. We're almost there yet, and a lot of things can change. But so far, yeah, it has been bizarre with a capital B. Alex asks, Adam Silver says he's monitoring tanking. What's he going to do about it? Nothing, Alex. What's he going to do? Seriously, first of all, you got to prove it. And the fact is, if you end up with the worst record in the NBA or one of the worst four records in the NBA, you only have a 14% chance of getting the number one pick. So it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Sean wants to know, did you think the Yankees would struggle with the Astros this much? Yes, I did. I predicted them to get swept. And I said back in June when everyone was talking about the Yankees, I was doing a show with Eric Burns and Sean Salisbury. And I said that their hot start means nothing to me and that they don't put the ball in play and that when the playoffs begin, it will be the same old thing. And that's exactly what it is. The Yankees are a very poorly constructed baseball team. And I think Brian Cashman should no longer be the general manager. Jacob wants to know, 
after trading for Christian McCaffrey, if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, will their, se- will their season be an underachievement? Is it a must win? No. No, it will not be an underachievement. I think they have to win the division. I think they have to go back to the NFC Championship game. But to win the Super Bowl, would it be an underachievement? No, I don't believe that would be the case. I really don't. Uh, Sam wants to know, what's your take on the refs getting Mike Evans' autograph? It's inappropriate, Sam. I mean, I think we're making too much out of it. I really do. But it brings into question the integrity of the officials and their impartiality. So for that reason, you can't do it. I, I, I think we're making too much out of it. But there are those that read more into it than what it is, as if the official is going to give Mike Evans preferential treatment because he wants his autograph. But it's, it's not appropriate for an official to get a player's autograph. Reed wants to know, do you like Mike Brown's coaching style? His coaching style is neither here or there for me. It's not, not an issue to me. I, I'm not, I, I don't know how often I need to say this and how many times I've had to say this. Coaching is not the issue with the Sacramento Kings. If I had a dollar for every time I've said that over the years, I would be in a great position. I probably wouldn't be doing this show. I'd be on full retirement, okay? Coaching is not a issue with the Kings. It hasn't been an issue. It's currently not an issue. And I don't know why so many fans have a difficult time believing that. Tony wants to know, do I think Georgia is the best team in the nation? Yes, I do. I think they are the best team in the nation. You know, they have a quarterback that is the real deal. I thought defensively, you know, they would really be affected. And they have been a little bit with all the draft picks that they lost last year. But we'll find out, you know, the SEC championship game is not that far away. And we'll find out. They're going to have to prove it on the field. But do I think they're, again, the best team in college football? Yes. Christian wants to know, are you surprised Bruce Bochy is returning? Not really. You know, when I saw what Dusty Baker did, I thought Dusty was going to be done. And then the right opportunity presented itself, and he got back into the game. And I think the same uh, is true of Bruce Bochy. All right, let's get to uh, some more questions. Luke wants to know, what's the cause of the Niners playing so bad? Well, two weeks ago, it was injuries. And on Sunday, they lost to a better team. You know, you have to acknowledge that sometimes. Kansas City is a better team. Let's just call it the way it is. Now, if the Niners lose this week, to the Rams, then you got some real issues. But injuries, to me, were responsible for losing at Atlanta. And then Kansas City is just a better football team. And the matchups are not good for San Francisco. Andre wants to know, are the Lakers going to have another bad season? Sure looks like it, Andre. Sure looks like it. Rich wants to know, am I a fan of challenging calls in the NBA? I am not all the calls, but in certain instances, yes, I absolutely am. Uh, Adam wants to know, why are the Saints not using Kamara in the red zone? They go to uh, a different package with Hill, and I think they're very comfortable using him in goal line situations with the ball. Quite frankly, I haven't watched the Saints enough in the red zone to give you a complete breakdown on why that may not be. But Taysom Hill, they love having him on the field when the ball is close to the goal line. And rightfully so. I mean, the guy is incredible. He really is incredible. That is our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and again, maybe I will answer your question on next week's podcast. It's time for Well, how about the Brooklyn Nets? They are off to a bad start, and Ben Simmons can't seem to stay on the floor. He fouled out again 
against the Memphis Grizzlies and picked up a technical foul. Now, this is what he had to say after the game about the technical ha- uh, technical foul, which he said he did not deserve. All right? You can't make this stuff up. Simmons said, quote, it wasn't malicious. It wasn't at the referee. I thought it was just part of basketball. People have emotions. I didn't cuss at him. I didn't call him anything. I just said it was a bullshit call, which it was. So I just thought you said you didn't cuss at him. You just did. I mean, listen, I know it's easy to get on Ben Simmons. I understand the situation, not being in Philadelphia, Brooklyn, not wanting to play, not reporting to camp. But I mean, don't say that you didn't say anything to the official. And then after the game, you follow up by saying, all I told him was it was a bullshit call. I I don't understand that. I'm not saying that warrants a technical foul, but you did curse at him. Okay. Plain and simple. Came out of your mouth. You can't have it both ways. And I don't know about you, but I, for one, am very happy to see the Brooklyn Nets struggling the way they are. Before too much longer, they're going to be called the Brooklyn Head Cases. And does anyone want to put the over-under on how many more games Steve Nash has with that franchise? Will he make it to Thanksgiving? Seriously, will Steve Nash be the coach of the Brooklyn Nets come Thanksgiving? If I had to guess, I would say no. I would say no. And that's my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Make it a fabulous week. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. <laughs>